good, the bad, the ugly. Welcome to Sustain Nutrition's podcast, Chewing the Fat, where Joe and James will be discussing all things good, bad and ugly regarding training and nutrition. So pull up your pants, put your best foot forward and get ready for some serious oral pleasure. Without further ado, here are your hosts, Joe and James. Live, Sustain Nutrition, Chewing the Fat podcast episode, don't know. 42. 4-0, the big 4 Get closer to the microphone. Big 4-0. Come on, let's work this. Let's work this. Work this bitch. <laughs> <laughs> like it's the last microphone on earth. What did I, I say? I'm not watching this. Yeah, it's repulsive. Have we said what we're talking about? Yes. Training intensity and other training established rants. Gripes. Yeah. Shoulder days. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the whole... Let's just get... Fucking just dive straight in like it's a... Swim bath full of jelly. Glad you said jelly there. You started with a J and I was a bit worried where it was going to go. Full of pound coins like our goddamn Scrooge McDuck. Bit excited, huh? Alright. Yeah. Just finished, uh, just I'll, finished training. I'll add some um, somber tones to this podcast. You know, my monotone voice. Rip, Shut up. Rip through you. Right. Training can be quite confusing for some people. What to do, what's optimal. What's the right intensity? Yada yada. I think one of the key mistakes that I see people making is an extreme <laughs> lack of intensity whilst training. The only thing extreme about their training is the lack of intensity. Yes. So it doesn't matter how good your plan is. If you don't execute it with the correct amount of intensity or some intensity, you will not show any, even a tiny bit of intensity. Uh, this was inspired today, I believe, by the fact that me and James are doing some rowing, maybe. And well, first of all, let me congratulate myself with the fact that I beat him. No, yeah, it was my first attempt. That was your second attempt. And it's more that you know something that we then mentioned was that one of my PT clients said to me, "I thought I was fit until I did a PT session." In fact, a couple of sustained clients said it to me this week, and it's something that you hear quite a lot as a personal trainer is that people have these assumptions of their own beliefs which often I'm afraid are incorrect so that then once they do something at a higher intensity or someone pushes them a bit further then they achieve an awful lot more because they're pushed out of their comfort zone the beliefs they've got about themselves that this is as hard as I can possibly work are smashed to bits very quickly and then they get much more out of their training sessions which is why personal training is really good and can be of massive benefit to people yeah, so we're going to probably focus more on resistance training um, because that's you know what we trump for optimal results. But we'll talk a little bit about kind of like CV and hit style training, not fucking bicycle crunches and high knees. No, um, but the whole purpose with the knee drive, yeah, of kind of resistance training is to uh, push yourself, is to challenge yourself. So the whole purpose of training is to force an adaption. So if you don't train with the correct intensity, if you don't train or stimulate enough whatever you're working, then there's no reason for your body to change. I always use the analogy. Are you ready? Go on. If you go to work on a building site, Joe, mm. and you're just moving bricks and cement and stuff because you're not a very skilled worker, 
for the first week or so, you're going to really, really ache. Your back's going to hurt. Your arms are going to hurt. Your legs are going to hurt. But then the week after, you won't hurt as much. And the week after that, you'll hurt even less. And the week after that, you probably won't hurt until it becomes a norm because your body has adapted to that workload. And that is all resistance training is. But if you don't increase intensity, <coughs> excuse me, by increasing the reps or the volume of weight that you're lifting, then you will stick at that first week of that labor job. You will never need, your body won't need it to adapt. It needs to be stimulated and it goes, fuck that shit. I need to grow stronger and fitter to cope with that. And then it'll adapt to that and then you need to push it further and further. Yes? Correct. Thank I was you. listening. I just heard it a couple of times. You just like you zoned out. I did. But I know what you're going to say. I knew the punchline, so it's all right. Wouldn't I? Wouldn't I? That's mm-hmm. not the joke. It's a joke. Um, so it's the same thing with, I say, with running as well. You know, people go, oh, "I just run." If you, if you just ran five k, and say, "What would a five k runtime be?" Half an hour. Say thirty minutes. Say thirty-two minutes. Let's go for thirty-two minutes. Thirty-two minutes. If you never ran further in the same amount of time, or if you never ran that five k any faster, then you would not get any fitter. You get to a certain point, your body become used to it. You wouldn't be burning as many calories. It would be easier. But you would never get any fitter. And then if you went to Royal Run a 10k, you would be, um, I think the technical word is fucked. Yes. Or if you tried to run it faster, if you tried to do a 25 minute 5k, your body would struggle to make that adaption. Whereas if you do it in small bits, you try and take off 10 seconds a run, or you add 30 seconds each run, then over time your body's going to be able to adapt. It's not a massive change. So I guess this comes to two things uh, for me. One of them would be tracking. So you need to know where you're at so you can make sure that you actually progress it because sometimes you can feel like you're working really hard and then you look at the numbers and you haven't actually done any more or worked any harder. So if you don't track, you haven't got numbers to aim for, then you've got no idea. Most people you see in the gym are just going through the motions. They've got no impetus behind their training. They're not pushing at numbers. So they just don't really know. So it's really good to have some kind of tangible goal. And then the other side of that is the hard work side is that people will even if you are tracking, is you just need to dig deep sometimes and to be able to, to push that discomfort because it's not going to be the most fun. You know, people often say, I don't like training. And I'll be honest, I don't massively love running 5Ks no. or doing any of this stuff. I don't, you know, bench press and be like, I'm absolutely loving this. The pleasure comes from the results that I achieve or, you know, the pleasure comes afterwards when you see the way your body changes or you can see that you're getting better at something. They're, they're the pleasures that I get from it. I wouldn't say that I'm like a devout, I absolutely love going to the gym. But it's just something that gives me pleasure further down the line. It's a necessary sense. evil. Yes. If I could do nothing and feel fitter, results, yeah, yeah. I would be all over it. I'd if if those electronic things that you put on your abs worked, yeah, yeah, totally. then I'd sit and watch. Is there one for running and just get really, really fit and just have nothing to do with it? <laughs> just get someone to come and move you like that's I did totally an 18 minute 5k. Like, what you do? Well, fuck all. So a real kind of common one that I see, so... In Sustain, we, you know, we get obviously people send their, their food diaries through, we can critique that, but then we'll also get them to send through what they've done workout-wise. But you'll quite often see, so I had one the other day, and I think it was like shoulder press or bench press, and it's four sets of 12, seven kilos. So I said to the, the client, did you use seven kilos for all four sets and you hit 12 reps on each one? Yeah, that's what I did. Right. So if 12 reps was my target and I hit it in the first set with seven kilos, then I know that I'm strong enough to do 12 reps with seven kilos. So why would I do it again? I want to up that weight and go up to eight kilos or nine kilos and then see what I get. So always take whatever you know reps you've been given as uh, an upper limit 
You know, it's kind of that's the limit. It's not necessarily the target. It's not like you have to do twelve. You need to be pushing yourself. So the example I gave was like, say, if I was doing to do deadlifts, uh, and I wanted to do four sets of twelve, and then I did a hundred kilos, and I got twelve reps, then I'd up to hundred and twenty kilos, and I might get twelve reps again. So then I go to hundred thirty kilos, and then I might get ten reps. So I've not got the twelve, but I might up it again. I might go to what did I say, hundred thirty-five. And I might get eight or nine reps. But then the following workout, I know that I can start at 120 or 130 kilos and just try and beat that one rep. So I might get nine or 10 reps. And then I can work from there. And I know the intensity is high then. Instead of me hitting 12, and actually I could have done 15 or 16, which is obviously a lower intensity. So that's kind of, you know, another important factor of that's why you need to log all your workouts. So you need to write down for everyone watching. Oh, man, I'm going to do mine. Like yeah, kind of what you've done, how many reps you've done, especially if you started a new program because there's a lot of kind of guesswork. But then the following week, you know, right, so I did 35 kilos and I got 11 reps. So this week I need to do either, you know, 40 kilos and try and get 11 reps or I need to do 35 kilos and try and get 12 plus reps. <coughs> and that's how you increase the intensity. But if you're just aiming for those 12, you do seven kilos, the last set might have been kind of moderately hard, but the first three set were just kind of fatiguing you a little bit. So you can jump straight into it then. So, <clears throat> stop it. What, I'm to talk. Yeah, if you're happy with about 70 to 80% of whatever the rep range is that you've been given. So if it's 10, be happy from anything from seven upwards, for me. I would go with that. I think there's two sides to this. When you're first starting, is if you've never done it before, then by all means take a couple of weeks to build yourself in. But that would be literally two or three weeks. And then the problem I see after that is when people do, like James said, they're four sets of 12 at seven kilos. And the next week they do four sets of 12 at eight kilos and then nine kilos. And it's so slow incremental progress is that that needs to be over the course of one, one workout. Yeah, you it needs to be seven, eight, nine, ten. Right, next time you can do 10, so you start at 12. Yeah. And then suddenly you're going to, because people say to me, I say, are you progressing your weights? And I'll say, yes, like how long, four months? Well, how slow have you been progressing then? Because there's no way you're adding five kilos to your squat every week for months. It needs to be quite a quick thing. And you need to just... I heard there's a good line in a street song the other day. It's like, I failed more times than you've even tried. And I was thinking about like my own training. And I'd probably equate that to me versus most people. Like I'd go in and every time I'm training, I'll fail on each exercise every time. So if I do five exercises, there'll be at least five times I fail in there. Because I know what I can do. And I know that those numbers that I can work around... And that's what people really need to do more of, is knowing where they're at and then pushing around those numbers, because otherwise, you're just not gonna achieve anything. You're just working so, you know, we're talking about challenging your body. You're working so beyond that, so below that capacity. That you're not even really challenging your body. And people just do the same workouts, the same intensities. Then when they are challenged by someone, or by a new workout, then it absolutely, you know, blows their mind. Because it's so effective, because when someone does push you, when you do, find a way to do this, it's just so much harder. And granted, some people can't do it on their own, but you can't pay a PT forever, and also that can only be for one, two, maybe three sessions a week, yeah. and that's gonna be, what, 1% of people? If you're loaded. Yeah, so you need to find a way to do this on your own, and tracking it's gonna be one of the best ways to do it, because you've got tangible numbers to aim at. Yeah, this is, you know, again, why we try and insist that people have a workout to follow, that they log the reps, because, you know, the issue that we have when people go to classes and stuff like that is you have no control over the sets, the reps, you might have some control of the weights. If you're doing something like body pump or maybe circuits, but, <coughs> but everything else is just up in the air. You can't track it, you can't monitor it, you can't push it. 
because you might not do that workout again for another four or five weeks. You know, if at all, you're totally at the, the whim of the instructors. So kind of following your own set resistance training program, like the library that our clients have access to, library of training plans, uh, and then getting on advice of us. But you need to push yourself. And again, not so much if you're doing kind of steady state cardio, that is just a burn fuel. You are just looking at burning calories. But if you're looking at, you know, getting fitter, doing stuff like HIIT work, again, you need to monitor what you're doing and be able to push that <coughs> to get the uh, kind of adaptive response. You know, if someone was, you know, if a, a boxer's training for a, a fight, they don't start off at the same pace, you know, on the same level of fitness. They need to keep on constantly pushing themselves to get that adaptive that adaptation of becoming fitter and stronger and faster. I think it's still good sloggy steady state stuff, or it's at least have. It depends what you're training for, doesn't it? Because I found yeah, that but you know, to, I think with steady state, not so much kind of going to push the intensity; it's more push the the output. Like but I mean, point. if you're doing like cause I do five k's, yeah, I do ten k's. And, I'm thinking more like walking or cross yeah, yeah, or yeah. You don't need to. If you are just doing thirty minutes exercise, then that's fine. But if you're looking to push it on a bit more then having these tangible goals is really good because it means you can actually assess you're getting fitter. And most of the time people just say, I'm feeling fitter. But then how do you get beyond that? Like I feel fitter now than I did maybe two months ago. I'm going to quote just Judy on this one. Don't tell me what you feel. Tell me what you know. Right, okay. Tell me what you can prove. Are you asking me? I'm just doing just Judy. No, okay. Just, just Judy. So it's just good to have these The things. decisions are final. And- there's going to be some irony in you telling me to fucking show. <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah, it's just good to have these these tangible goals because so many people will will not track anything and just have absolutely no idea. Just tell themselves that they're working really hard. Which brings me on to my nice point about learning lessons is that people are very good at convincing themselves they're doing really well. And this isn't to poo-poo people. But I've had it a few times this week so I'm going to go on a little two-minute rant. So... If you go off plan, or if you don't do something optimally, so if you know that your training's dog shit, or not intense enough, and you know that your food is off plan, or your drink consumption's off plan, and you know that you've gone too far, then learn the lesson from it and adapt going forwards. People are so quick to explain their reasoning and to justify it that it's like, so say I went to a wedding the other weekend and I drank too much, so I'd say, I drank too much, I had more than I should have done, but it was a wedding, so I don't mind. So I've got an opportunity there where I've said, I've admitted a mistake or an error, and then I've justified it with the occasion, and then basically just said, well, don't worry about it then, don't, you don't need to think about this. But there's no reason why I can't go to the next wedding and drink half as much, or drink spirit mixers, or you know, not eat pizza with the cheese board. True story. Cheese board on top of pizza, genius. <laughs> so I see this quite, especially with training as well, is the thing of, oh yeah, I feel a bit fitter, I've been working harder, but I haven't been able to track it, or just generic things where it's like, you've got, you've got a solution here, you know that you can track it, or you know you can drink less, or you know you can eat less. Don't just justify your behaviours. It's fine to be wrong. It's fine to take these mistakes and learn from them. You don't need to be right all the time. I think that's one thing where I feel like I'm quite a good client, is that when someone flags up something I've done wrong with my coach, is that I'll just do it and just learn from it going forwards, rather than saying... Well, I thought it was the right thing to do. Like, it doesn't fucking matter if you thought it was the right thing to do. What's, what is important is getting better going forward. Yeah, what you actually did do. And what you will do next. Because if you just keep saying, it's fine, it's fine, it's yeah. fine, you'll keep doing those same things wrong because you're justifying it to yourself. And it's just quite an unhealthy, or not even unhealthy, but ineffective approach to take. Excuses don't burn calories. 
Well, if they did. Unless you're on a treadmill. So yeah, you need to control as many variables and also monitor those variables. So the same thing <coughs> when we get people to log their food diaries is so you can see what's going on because if you just rely on memory, you're only going to remember the good times. You're not going to remember the six chocolate digestives you had on Tuesday afternoon. It's much easier to justify it in the moment as well. So yeah. you say, oh, I'm really hungry. And then you look back at it and go, do you know what? I, that didn't react. So I did this the other week actually because I looked back on my food. I logged it for a bit. And I was like, there's quite a few things in here that have added absolutely nothing to my week. There's times I've been out with my missus and my mate's wedding and stuff like that I wouldn't change. There's also four lemon slices on an evening where I was like, I just didn't need that. Or, you know, a couple of pints on a Sunday, again, I could have had a gin and tonic. And again, it's just being honest and rather than saying they were really tasty or it was sunny. Yeah. No one's questioning that lemon slice is delicious. Yeah. I, I'm never going to ever say that. But is it worth it? Are you going to look back in six months time and go, oh, I'm really glad on that Tuesday evening I had four lemon slices and I'm still as fat as I was then like of course not I've never had a client say to me oh, I've lost loads of weight but do you know what Joe it wasn't worth it I wish I'd just eat a load of crap for yeah. the last few months you've got to think longer remember that term. night when I made the conscious decision to have Diet Coke when everyone else was drinking pints of cider I really wish I'd drunk that cider yeah and not, lost, no and, not, and not lost this weight that I've lost yeah. now and it's trying to, to drill that into your mind and when you are confronted with these again beliefs you know this is anyone who's coached by me will know that I half on about this you have a belief that these things add to your life and actually just needs to be challenged. So you need to look at why you're not doing these things and then work against it. So why aren't you working hard enough in the gym? What are you worried about? Because nothing bad is going to happen. Only good things are going to come from this. So challenge it. You know, Get yourself a PT, work with a friend, track your training. No one is going to judge you for carrying a book around. Honestly, no one gives a shit. In fact, they'll probably be impressed you're doing it. Or do it on your phone if you're conscious of it. You know, there's so many excuses. There always needs to be a solution to it. Tracking your training is a big solution to a lot of people's ineffective training. Yeah, have a plan, track it, monitor it, control the variables. That's how you're going to increase the intensity. That's how you're going to get results. So I think like the old adage, uh, adage isn't it, when I did my PT qualification back in 1764 <laughs> with uh, in the Wild West. Um, you know, for cardiovascular exercise, so like kind of like you know, long sort of slow distance stuff. Ready from really outdated knowledge here. Yeah, on your penny farthing. <laughs> You should be able to hold a conversation, so you shouldn't get too out of breath, but that's just like your bog standard, uh, heart and lungs working, burning a few calories. If you're lifting weights and you can hold a conversation, you are not lifting heavy enough or intense enough. If you're doing hit and you can hold a conversation, it's probably not intense enough. It's definitely not. If you're doing fucking press-ups and bicycle sit-ups and you're calling it hit. You're deluded. Yeah, you're you fine. should need to stop watching that YouTube channel. <laughs> <laughs> Because, training. You're, because you're guilty of making a mistake. Uh, <laughs> I don't know, I can't know I'm going out. Something about B. You be <laughs> foolish. <laughs> <laughs> so on and so forth. Just pa pause the thing, I'll have a think. Thank you. Um, yeah, so training intensity, you've got to push yourself to, like Joe said, you know, to that point where you are failing a rep. You know, you don't have to do it on every single set. You don't have to do like six million four reps where you're screaming and someone else is picking the bar up. That's, you know, nonsense. Leave that for the, the meatheads and the juice heads. Um, but you need to force yourself to adapt. If there's no stimulation, there's no reason to adapt, then why would you? It'd be like going back to school and never getting above uh, primary school maths. You wouldn't expect to be really good at maths. So you'd stick at that low level like I'm at. <laughs> Plus and minus and some. For your maths or your fitness. For maths. <laughs> some. Uh, I can outrun like a five-year-old, I reckon. 
Crocodile row one. Yeah, crocodile row one. Um, so the pluses and minus, you know, six times table, that's about it. You've got to push yourself to force that adaptation. And I think it's a nice idea, isn't it, that we are all really fit. I think the thing we chatted about when we were in the gym is the stuff that makes you fit is the stuff you're not good at. Yeah. So often we'll move towards the things that we're quite good at. So I quite like rowing because I'm built to row. I don't quite like running because I'm not so good at running. So what does it mean I should do more of? Running. Because that's going to be, you're only as strong as your weakest link. So if you watch someone deadlift, for example, with the way they move, you can see which bit of that movement breaks first. And that is then the thing that needs to be worked on the most. So you've got really strong, like most people's back will never be as strong as their hamstrings. People always round their back when they deadlift. So they need to do more work on keeping that back flat because that's the weakest link in the chain. So same with rowing. If you're really powerful, but your heart and lungs isn't very strong, then you need to do more work for your heart and lungs, which is my thing. So there's no point in me then working more of the things I'm good at. 5K runners, you shouldn't just be endlessly smashing 5Ks. Do the hill work, do the weighted work, do the sprint work, do the stuff you don't do, the weights work that's gonna help you because that's your weakest link. If you don't like doing it, it's probably a sign you should do more of it. Yes, I agree. Did you drift off as well? No, no, no. I'm just thinking that the stuff that you go, ah, I hate doing burpees or I hate doing running, it's because you're shit at it. You shit at it and that's why you should do it. Do what you suck at. Mm. Yeah? Yes. Good. Now remember, this is all just advice. You can do whatever the fuck you want to do. If you want to do classes, do classes. If you want to lift weights, lift weights. But if you want to lift weights, lift them with some fucking intensity. Or do it properly. Get lower in a squat. Take the bar to your chest, all that stuff. I thought you said get Lauren in a squat then. Who's mm, Lauren? No. Right, thank you very much for listening. That is uh, podcast episode 40. Just Joe's age. Thank you. Don't forget to like, subscribe. I'm about to surprise. <laughs> I'm and die. James' last podcast. <laughs> Thank Next you. Next week, the Joe Show. <laughs> That'll be dry. I'll fucking everyone off. <laughs>